0: Welcome to the Muda Project. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I wanted to start off by talking about how we met, how you even came to be on this podcast, you know. So, do you remember how we met?
1: I don't know, dude. It's been, it's been ages. It's been a few years. <laughs> no, but it, it really has been a while. I think um, it was after my junior year of college, yeah, Uh, where I was living in Minneapolis with an internship, for an internship, and it was, I guess, my first real engineering gig, Um, Mm. and that was when I really kind of started to get, uh, I guess, larger roles in SHIP, uh, not only, like, within my chapter, but also, like, attending the national conference and meeting other Latino engineers, so that was the year where I just got a lot of momentum professionally and started to veer away from I guess, just college or just like purely educational engineering and more into like the professional world. Uh, And so there was a ship call um, with tons of uh, people from, I guess, I think South Carolina and just uh, regionally. And, you know, when Edwin kind of went through the names of everyone who was on there and everyone everyone introduced themselves, I heard someone say they were from Charleston, South Carolina. And I was like, oh, dang, like (laughs) they're from Charleston, South Carolina. Carolina. i'm from charleston south carolina i have to go introduce myself to them see if they need anything like hit them up like i know they're latino like my parents live in south carolina you know it's always good you know, latinos like to have those connections um and then i also was like well boeing like i like boeing I, boeing is like my dream company so i need to reach out to this person like how did you get to where you are and how can i like set myself up for success uh, and so I guess, like, all these things were just, like, clicking, like, how to be a professional, where to want to be in life, you know, someone who can be a role model for me. Let me just, like, write this email and just send it out and see where it goes from there. Like, the worst thing I, they can do is not respond. So we'll go from there. That's and then awesome. that's, that's, that's awesome. how it started.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. And, and, and that's, that's definitely the whole point of the, the Moodatop project finding people that look like you sound like you hell even smell like you and able to connect with them and you know me being in the shoes you wanted to be in so that's cool so i remember getting that email after the meeting and it was the most formal email
1: the yeah. most formal
0: <laughs> was like listen i'm not a job recruiter <laughs>
1: all of my emails are still very formal and people have the worst punctuation when they reply to me and it's just like yeah you know what I'm that guy
0: it's okay <laughs> I, I've gone to like frat parties and given out my business card <laughs> you're cool oh, yeah, you're cool and reading that email is awesome because I was a recent grad and relatively new in my career but these are the the opportunities that I was I was looking for to really start paying it forward simply by talking to students so I read your email and I was like this is awesome and he's a local and he's doing incredible things you know you are going to a top school doing engineering uh first gen uh, Mexican background doing mexican Uh (laughs) we can talk about that (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then after that we we met up eventually more probably through shep reasons and we started learning about each other and finding out we liked a lot of similar things including helping others and latin dance and eventually we we were on the same uh, shep eboard where we served the 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 south carolina uh, society of hispanic professional engineers really fun while it lasted while it lasted until (laughs) i you know moved um but yeah time well spent so Mm -hmm. i want to dive more into you and ask you a simple question who are you who is you know who who's the audience listening
1: to right now well, I will say that over the last year and a half, that question has uh, come up a lot for me personally. I'm Uriel Salazar Angelini, industrial engineer at the Bone Company for uh, interiors. And uh, I'm a Latino, half Mexican from my dad's side, uh, Costa Rican, Italian from my mom's side, you know, just a nice, cool brown kid from South Carolina. Um, uh, me as a person, generally, I, you know, like you said, love to help others. Um, life is already hard enough as it is. I'm not trying to make anyone else's life harder. In fact, one of the reasons why I like being an engineer is because I make people's lives easier and I make people's lives more enjoyable in the long run with some of the products that I touch and some of the, like the roles I have in my job. Um, so, yeah, I'm just a nerd who loves aerospace and energy and making okay. stuff and making stuff happen. Um but the reason why I say like that the question of who am I has been very uh, weird the last year and a half is because this is the first time in my life that I've become financially independent and that I feel confident in, I guess, my financial standing, which is weird to say because money shouldn't inhibit who I am. But, you know, growing up first-generation Latino in the United States, it's sort of difficult to go out and do what other people are doing a lot of your friends have money to do things or money to invest into their hobbies or you know this financial freedom to take vacations and you know find stuff out like uh, I know for me some of my hobbies include playing guitar and salsa dancing uh, you know guitars are not uh, inexpensive <laughs> and so you know it's even my first guitar was a hundred dollars. Um, And nowadays, I mean, $100 is not really that much to me as an engineer. But, you know, for my parents when I was younger, like $100 was like, well, we might not be able to eat like some meals this week to get this, you know, what are we going to do? And, you know, it's just $100, but it really goes further in different ways. Like growing up, uh, you know, my family didn't make much money for perspective. I think I make about 10 times more in a year now than I did my my whole family did when i was growing up amazing uh, so that's why it's weird to say who i am because in the last year and a half i've been able to just go out and discover more of the world than i have before travel meet new people not be worried about hey let, let me go try this meal at this restaurant because i don't know what it is and i can buy it and i can afford it so it's weird it's very weird but it's a uh, eye-opening i guess yeah it's a new stage in your life for sure But for me, I've, uh, I think one of the struggles of being a professional is, you know, who are you at at work versus who are you at home? And that, you know, maybe who you are at home or outside of work isn't who you are at work. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm usually this very outgoing person, outspoken, you know, kind of ambitious, well, very ambitious. So that kind of clouds my judgments sometimes wrong I'm, I'm gonna go do this because you know count one two three go just like send this email to Joel like sign up for this event like go out and do things um and so you know once I've I got into working in a professional environment I became kind of the opposite of that I became who I wasn't because you know it was my first time getting a big job and Becoming a, like Being a Latino in the workplace became very unsettling for me because, you know, everywhere you see people who are not your skin color in these positions, uh, and you're like, well, there's no one like me in those positions. But uh, shortly after I got to Boeing, I realized that wasn't the case. I mean, my manager is an African-American lady. My director is an Indian dude. Like, it's been amazing to see that. And the reason why I say that is because when I got to Boeing, I became very timid. I became very, like... Scared of what I could say because what if it like, you know, ticks somebody off or what if it does this? And I'm a kind person and I don't, you know, like to get in people's way but that is not who I am. I'm not this scared person. I'm not this person who isn't afraid to take action and to push things forward, push the envelope, you know, come up with ambitious ideas and help others but at first I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't send these emails to people. What if, you know, they don't like my ideas? What if they don't like the way I think or like, you know, the actions that I take. So um, it's kind of taken some getting used to getting rid of this, you know, what people think of minorities in the workplace and uh, what I'm not in those settings and what I should be in those settings and what I think I should be in those settings.
0: I want to be able to address a lot of um, topics and hard questions that might be going through your head. And when I asked you to be part of this podcast, I asked you because I want to be able to share your story because I know it relates to plenty of people out there that also want to make it, that also want to help out their families and do well and help others. So I'll just start by asking some <clears throat> and we'll, we'll go into we'll start off with well-being I think this is a big beast and maybe more so in in Hispanic culture but I want to review with you like the the importance of your mental emotional physical health especially during college and now your early career and how you deal with or try to avoid burnout when you can.
1: so as anyone who's very ambitious you kind of get lost in your goals and for me that happened a lot in high school and college i kind of incessantly worked on all kinds of projects and all kinds of assignments and always went over the top in everything that i did um which sure in the long run was beneficial and you know i guess like the pinnacle of what you should be doing but Over the years, I kind of missed out on a lot of things because of that. I mean, uh, you know, I didn't hang out with friends as much. I didn't go out to eat at family get-togethers or, you know, I didn't, you know, all my weekends were spent studying, not hanging out with like my family or my friends. Um, uh, And I sort of got into this like, kind of like this obsessive rhythm with work and didn't really have a work-life balance. Um, In college, it got a little bit better just because it's very convenient to hang out with people. but when I got to Boeing, I said, hey, I have my dream job and, you know, work is eight hours a day. <laughs> like, ideally, you know, it's not always like that. But, you know, there is a strict work life balance that I should try and, you know, keep because, you know, I just realized it's it's very important to not just keep myself from burning out, but also to, I guess, feed into myself. You know, if I'm only focusing on work like I don't know, like, there's more to life than just work, as much as many of us don't want to believe that. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I just think it's just cool to try other things in life too, and just, you know, there's more to life than just work. And really, I just think it's important to keep that work-life balance, because if you're not living your life the way you want to, if you're not enjoying life outside of work the way you want to, you know that's going to impact the way you you work at the end of the day because if you have a horrible time outside of work you're going to bring that mindset into work and that's going to reflect in your assignments at work so that's why I believe a healthy work-life balance is you know amazing because you know it's it's all connected it's not a separate entity you know if you have a bad day at work you're going to go home feeling bad if you sleep bad you're going to go to work feeling bad you know it's it's all a cycle Yeah. So, do you have any
0: advice for dealing with or avoiding burnout what what are your secrets there or you know do you i know you can't really dance right now so what are you doing to remedy that or fill in that
1: that i'm a very social person so a lot of my outside outside of work activities revolve around you know, being social, going to bars, going to dance, going to hang out with friends, just staying outside of the house in general. So, um, you know, my, I guess, leisure activities took a heavy blow this year, but, you know, I still found ways to dig into my hobbies a little more, um, playing guitar again. I really invested time into my guitar playing this last year. Um, I kind of connected with a friend group and said, hey, let's play video games, you know, set aside this time every week, you know, this one to two hours of, Hey, let's get together and play video games or talk on the phone or do something. Uh, and you know, just setting that time aside, even though it doesn't seem like you're doing much at at the moment, it's like, Hey, I have this, at least this thing to look forward to this week that I can, you know, say, Hey, I set this time aside. You know let's do this like you know like with work you set a meeting and you go to that meeting and you have that time for that meeting it's the same thing but like with your you know free time like i like to be very spontaneous so that isn't always like the the best idea with covid because it's kind of hard to be spontaneous <laughs> uh but setting that time aside it makes it really easy to just go and uh and you know say hey i want to play an hour a guitar a day and just go for it I want to talk to this person an hour on Saturdays and just go for it yeah
0: on mental and emotional health especially are you taking on any new activities there are you doing any more things for yourself there what are you doing to support and maintain healthy mental and emotional health What are you doing besides dancing, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so one of the uh, things I've been trying to do more recently is regularly see a therapist. Hmm. Uh, Back when I tried in college, I kind of got very fed up with the idea. Um, I know Latin Americans aren't very progressive.
0: yeah, Yeah, time out. You said therapist? Like a Latino man is looking for therapy?
1: yeah. (laughs) And it's it's very weird because, yeah, Latin Americans aren't very progressive about uh, mental health. And, you know, just coming from that background and, you know, I guess like the notions that people have, like the ideas, like, oh my God, they're seeing a therapist. Uh, But really I think it's something that everyone should do at least semi regularly. It doesn't have to be every week or every two weeks or maybe once a month or like once every few weeks, you know, go and vent to someone. Um, And I think that's very important because, You know, when you hang out with friends, you don't always want to vent to them. You want to hang out with your friends and have fun. When you hang out with significant others, you don't always want to vent to them. Uh, When you're at work, you don't want to vent to your coworkers. You want to, you know, get stuff done and, you know, be efficient at working. So this is really a good venue to learn how to cope with your feelings and learn how to cope with new success. One of the hardest things about actually being in a job is kind of thinking about, um one of the hardest things about being in a job is kind of realizing that you have these like ten to fifteen years of this like trauma of being a first generation Latin American student yeah. that you haven't been able to share with that many people, which is why a lot of people like us look for other people like us, you know. And uh, it, it, it's kind of interesting an interesting venue to bring up, you know, topics that you might not normally think about talking about with other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah, powerful. definitely recommend. Yeah, so yeah, definitely recommend especially now that I feel like I have time for it because in college I didn't feel like I had time for it. I was always worried about you know, I'm using this hour to talk to a therapist when I could be doing homework instead or I could be studying or doing some project or doing something more worth my time. You know, what I used to think back in the day when in reality like it's probably when I needed it the most.
0: I want to go more into um going to college and how it's been impactful for you in in your life, maybe touch on, you know, should you go to college? Was it worth it? Why or why not, you know, and highlight the importance of surrounding yourself with the right people, maybe in college, maybe
1: in your career. So this is actually a topic that I bring up a lot with plenty of my friends. Uh, There's this notion that the only way to be successful is to go to college. And I don't believe that at all. Yeah, I went to college. I put a lot of time into college. But that was because for me, that's how I wanted to be successful. I wanted to be an engineer. I wanted to work at an aerospace company. I wanted to have this profession and that involved an engineering degree a four-year engineering degree and so I had to find a way to make that happen you know and there's many other people who you know they have to go to college for that they go to college for their um you know doctor's degree or their lawyer degree or is it lawyer degree law degree <laughs> um and so many people talk to me it's like well how, how did you make it and like you know like what should I do to be successful and I the first thing I, I ask him is like what do you want to do? Because what you want to do might not mean you have to go to this expensive institution or to this specific institution. You could, honestly, if you just want a job that pays, well, go and learn how to weld and you'll be making six figures in some places just because you know how to weld. You know, you don't have to go to a four-year institution to, you know, attain these goals. Um, And that's what I tell a lot of people because they're so caught up in this. And college really isn't for everyone. I mean, look at my younger brother, for instance, he is not, he was not a very good student at, at all. And, you know, as much as my parents try to like instill in the notion, instill in us the notion that college is something we should strive for. He's, they don't want to go to college and that's nothing against him. He just doesn't want to go to college. You know, no one, not everyone has to go to be successful. And so instead he's picking up trades. He's working with my dad and he's learning about the family company. He's learning how to handle very complex finances he's learning how to build and design in his own way and work on big projects where you know he has to you know completely refurbish like old warehouses and old houses and all these different things and he, you know in his own way he's you know going to his own form of college and his own form of education to get the job that he wants yeah. and he didn't have to go to he can never pick that up in college that's not something college will teach you he's trades sure that's really cool
0: you said that everyone gets to choose how they want to be successful you know that's not going to college isn't necessarily the only way that people want to be successful so then how would you how would you define your success how when did you make it or or when will you make it or how do you define your success and along the way what fuels you or who fuels you to keep going
1: that's also a question that's i guess come up in my brain a lot this last year because a lot of me felt like I should be 100% fulfilled once I got this job like this is what I've been striving for since I was 10 years old and so uh, in a lot of ways I feel like I've made it like you know this is my chance to sort of sit back and enjoy my job and enjoy all these different parts of life that I have access to now Uh, and I feel successful in that way Uh, but at the same time I'm not completely satisfied you know I'm still an ambitious person and I want you know, to try different roles, to try different areas of the company, to try learning new things. Like, I'm not just gonna sit and you know do my eight hours and leave. Like, I'm always gonna be pushing to do more and to do better. Um, and I see a lot of other people doing the same thing at work, and that's what motivates me. You know, when I was in classes, I'd go and there'd be people sleeping or playing games on their laptops, or you know, like they they're, they were there because they had to be there. Yeah. Um, and at work, I see a lot of people who want to be there. They want to go and make these products. They want to work on this team. They want to work with each other. And that's really motivating because we want to be there. We all want to work together and having that passion, that collective passion keeps driving me forward because now I'm you know, learning all these different like Teradata and SQL and these like database things that I was never really interested in. And I'm like, I see this problem that we're having at work and this is the way to do it. And I'm the person who can have, who can find the skill set to make it happen. And that, you know, and making my teammates' life easier is what kind of keeps me going. Um, and yeah, I, I know going back to success, it's kind of hard to define success because I never had a, I guess, uh, clear cut image of what success really was like I had this notion of hey I want to be an engineer and do these things yes I've met those goals but now I have to find more goals you know and you know it's not like success is like a one-time thing like cool I did this thing I checked this box I'm done for like 40 years right it's I feel like it's something that kind of grows with you
0: Mm. is there anything you want to leave the audience with or For the the next young half Mexican, half (laughs) Costa Rican Italian that wants to be an engineer at the Boeing Company or go to a Duke University, and what advice would you give them? Or and how how
1: how can they reach you if they had questions? One piece of advice that I want to leave with the audience is feed your community and feed into your community. I would not be here today just by my own merit. I know I work very hard and I'm very passionate, but if it was just me, I wouldn't have done it. It really takes a whole village. My insanely amazing support systems, like my family and my friends, um, you know, always kind of kept me, kept my head held up high during the process and kept me motivated. But even just these roles, my internship, I did not uh, get just from applying to jobs online. I applied to, I think on average, 100 jobs a week in college my senior (laughs) year. I'm not even kidding. It was an insane amount of jobs. And I never really felt like I was able to get anywhere with that. Uh, But my internship and my job, I both got from networking and networking with people that I saw in my community that I wanted to see what they were doing. And I wanted to be a part of what they were doing. And so I reached out to them, hey, you inspire me to do this and to do that, and I want to do these things. How can I get there? And, you know, more often than not, people are willing to help. You know, you have this shared community and this, you know, these shared passions and just asking someone goes a very, very long way because most people in life are willing to help, especially because most people in life have been through this process. Everyone you see that's a CEO at a big company or some you know manager at uh, in a different an area at your job they also had to look for jobs. They also most likely went to college and faced these same fears that you're facing and someone probably lent them a helping hand and now you know they want to pay it forward.
0: What advice can you give people that are looking up to you and that's what this is going to be about you know people listening to this, listening to your voice, maybe seeing an image of you and being like, I want to be like him, or I look like him.
1: (laughs) No, and and that really speaks volumes, because I know I recently saw a post where it's like, you know, this kid is at like a comic book store, and he just like is walking around looking at Spider-Man comics, and uh, someone is, you know, this is an African-American child, and someone sees him, it's like, hey, you should read this copy of Spider-Man, and he kind of looks at the comic book, and he's like, but Spider-Man isn't black. And it's like, well, in these comics, his name is Miles and he is half black, half Latino. And like, this kid was like jumping in joy, like, oh my God, Spider-Man looks like me. Spider-Man looks like me. Um, yeah. And I, th- I that really means a lot because I actually didn't meet any Latino engineers growing up, I think. You were the first one. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> It really means a lot to see like people like you succeeding because <laughs> then it kind of gives you hope. Like maybe that could be me one day or I could do similar things you know, it's not like this closed system. Like, I guess as I spend more time in the professional world, uh, I start to see things a little differently because, you know, yeah. I'm mature and stuff and, you know, I see different parts of the world or the company or, you know, it's... Um, new perspectives. Very new perspective because no, long, no, no longer is life a freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, senior year and do it again for four years and then, you know, two more years for school. For me, it's like, this is life, and now you have 40 you know, something years until you retire to kind of do what you want, but also, you know, there's no timeline right now. Mm-hmm. So you have to define your success and what you want to see because no one's telling you to not do things or do things. You have to tell yourself to do those things. Yeah. But yeah, people want to reach me. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how many people follow me on LinkedIn. You should add me on LinkedIn.
0: Should <laughs> or they send email me a, or something? a very formal email?
1: <laughs> I'll send them a very formal email back. <laughs> I'm all about the formal emails. <laughs> but I'm actually—it's really funny because I'm actually a very laid-back person. I just love my correct punctuation and to be like—I don't know.
0: <laughs> okay, so you can be reached on LinkedIn under. LinkedIn.
1: Uriel Salazar Angelini uh, on LinkedIn, Instagram. I guess I also kind of check pretty often, but uh, I I think LinkedIn is a a good place because I I, I do at least check my notifications there fairly often to keep up with, uh, you know, what's going on in the world professionally.
0: Great. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. And we look forward to having you back.
1: Woo. Let's go.